0: Stop whining, make a bold move and do something amazing with your 40 plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell it like it is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva, unless you act like one first. All right, gay guys, let's talk about something that's super important to all of us. Okay, it's gonna be about some sex, but it's also gonna be about our health and keeping a heart-healthy sex life and heart health for your own good, for anything. Because as we age as gay men, we're over 40, and some of us are like, oh my gosh, these things aren't working quite the way they used to. And then heart stuff, and most of you who listen to this podcast know I've gone through a couple of strokes and got some interesting things going on with my heart, which I'll probably share today, which some of them I haven't shared before, but I figure I've got a guest who's going to talk us through all of this. His name is Dr. Elliot Justin. He is the CEO and founder of FirmTech. And it's a, let's just say it's a sex tech company that can really help with erectile dysfunctions and fitness. And there's some heart health stuff tied to this. I'm not going to try to explain it all. I'm going to let him do all that. But I feel like you guys have been begging and begging and begging. Let's have some stuff about aging and health and sex health and all this sort of stuff. So here we go. You asked for it. Here we go. You're going to get it today. So Dr. Elliot, welcome, my friend, to the podcast. Thanks for making time for us. It's
1: good to be here, and they're going to get it hard.
0: Okay, well, the good. I love it. We're going to have fun already. So, you know, so, it's interesting that this is something that, as you probably know, it's not just gay men. Men in general, this is a big thing. Like, as soon as we can't get an erection, oh, my gosh, our life feels like it's over.
1: So, uh, Well, by background, I'm an emergency medicine physician before I got involved in medical technology. Uh, and I can tell you that as, as an emergency medicine doctor, that short of a heart attack or a stroke. There's no emergency that concerns a man more than a limp dick, uh, especially when it it becomes a persistent problem. And that's whether you're gay or whether whether you're straight. So our goal at FirmTech is better sex and better sexual health for everyone. Uh, If I were to summarize what we're doing, basically, we have devised a dick bit, uh, Mm. a pleasure enhancing dick bit. So in this age of healthcare wearables, smart watches, smart rings, there's a big gap, which is sex. What do men care more about? How many steps it took yesterday or the status of their penis? That's a rhetorical question,
0: of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. (laughs) Oh, I know for me, and and being in the gay community, and again, I don't want to just say it's just gay men, but I know all men think about this a lot. I shouldn't say all men. That's a generalization. There are guys like, yeah, I'm okay. I don't have to think about sex or some of this stuff. But there is a piece of it that, yeah, exactly. There is a piece of this that like, It messes with our minds like, okay, I'm not near a man now, you know, and yet there's plenty of things you can do. In fact, one of my stories when I had somebody else in this arena on a couple of years ago, I told the story about a young guy that I met. I was doing a retreat. He and his father were both at the retreat and both of them at their lovely teen years discovered they had erectile dysfunction. And they've Mm. suffered with it from that time forward. But they didn't like let that take them down, so to speak, no pun intended. They started looking at, you know, solutions and what can I do and how can I do it? And what can I do in my own head? So what is the most common thing? And I feel like I've asked this question before, but what is the most common thing that tends to cause, you know, the dick to just go, okay, we're done. We're just not working as good as we are.
1: You know, I know there's not it's, just one thing,
0: Dr. all it's, so. it's it's hard to
1: really to reduce it to, to one thing, but probably the most common issue with men is not that they can't get it up, it's that they lose their erection, the erection fades. Mm-hmm. Uh and the causes of that could are usually anxiety, they're with, a new, they're with a new partner. Someone says the wrong thing, they've had too much to drink, but it's really hard to reduce it to one factor. I mean, yeah the not. it's fifty percent of men by age 50 have ED. It's mm-hmm. almost 30 percent by age uh. 30 i'm 70 my age is 70 percent uh all men develop a physiological problem as they get old which is venous leak syndrome Mm -hmm. now now, what does that mean so the the, the urologist think about venous leak as being something that men are born with like maybe the two guys you're talking about as teenagers they're weak veins in the penis the penis blood goes in but doesn't stay there right but you know heck i'm 70 I, i don't know how old you are but you know if i sit if i'm on a plane for six hours my ankles might swell a little bit. The socks leave a mark in my ankles. Uh, maybe my ring finger swells up and the right. ring is tight. Why? Because there's smooth muscle around my veins, and those muscles get weaker with age. Uh, and they also and the vessels themselves harden with calcifications. Well, the same thing happens in our dick. Uh, with age, the vessels get a little stiff, uh, and the muscles get weak. And as a consequence, we, we find it hard to, to keep erections for long periods of time. And that's where, for most men, they need a mechanical solution. Mm. The answer mm. is plumbing. The PT five medications, like Viagra, Cialis, have been the most popular ones, they put more blood in. And that's a problem with men with diabetes and hypertension. But it's not the problem that most men have. The problem is keeping it there. And even men with diabetes and hypertension, the problem is keeping it there. So
0: uh,
1: cock rings suck. So that's so I I,
0: I, I can't I stand them.
1: I absolutely can't stand a cock ring. So I, you know, for me, cock rings and I'll share that I'm I'm, I'm straight I'm not gay well my wife was gay when she was younger but the, uh, um uh the you know we for us cock rings are like novelties we buy one once twice a year and then we throw it out because they're pinched they're uncomfortable they've been made stupidly out of hard silicone stiff silicone for 150 to to, to uh 150 years and so I in order to Get when I got involved in this business, I wasn't thinking about making solving the cochrane problem, which is that they're uncomfortable, they're like a chokehold on, on, on your penis and not a pleasure enhancer. When I got I got involved in this because a doctor, a professor at the University of uh, Utah challenged me with coming up a way of counting the number of nocturnal reactions that men have. And I said, What the fuck for? Uh, we all know about morning wood. And we poke our partners with it and we laugh about it. Uh, sometimes I have to get up in the, middle of the night and take a piss. and I remember too hard to piss. Right, right. But wh- why would I care? And he pointed out to me something that most doctors don't know, and I didn't know, which is that the number of nocturnal erections is the leading indicator of your cardiovascular or metabolic diabetic health. Yep. Well, that was really interesting because and by leading indicator, let me explain what that means. Blood pressure. Lots of guys take blood pressure. I'm like, 50 million, 60 million men own a blood pressure machine in this country um, or check check their blood pressure regularly. Blood pressure is associated with heart attack or stroke. It's not an indicator, but by indicator, we mean a predictor. So before a man has a heart attack or a stroke or develops clinically significant diabetes, foot neuropathy or or, uh, visual changes, kidney problems, that number of nocturnal reactions is far more likely than not to go down. So to be able to follow your nocturnal reactions, would be extremely valuable, and as I said earlier, what do men care more about—how many steps took yesterday, or the status of their, of their dick? So, it's so in order to count the number of erections, I had to reinvent the cock ring. Wish mm-hmm. I thought about this earlier. Could have made a lot of money. So, <laughs> uh, I saw. So our, our cock rings are unique. They're made out of soft elastomer. They're not made mm-hmm. out of silicone. So these cock rings can be worn overnight for hours. And the cockering, ring, our cock rings were designed not to block the arterial flow in, allow the blood to flow in, but just constrain the venous return, sustaining mm-hmm. erections, but not, but safely. Uh, and so that was one change, uh, making cockering out of elastomer, making it safe. We also, you know, I had I had some friends, who, one's gay, one's not, in their fifties, they're dating, they're sexually active, they're overweight. One's diabetic, the other guy's hypertension, they're taking meds. They said, it's a real challenge for me to put that ring on. I can't even see my dick. I'm on 70. I look down, I'm relatively fit. I, I can see my penis. These guys can't. So you'll notice this unique feature. It's patented. This will be all over the sex toy world in oh. a couple of years. We mm-hmm. sold like 9,000 of these right now, A hook. Well, gay guys might be less acquainted with this than straight guys, but I'd say probably half of the heterosexual sex in the United States starts when the woman takes off her bra and the guy – scratches her back. Why? Mm. Because silicone bra has a silicone band in the back that's irritating to skin. Silicone makes us adapt to it. Elasmas adapt to us. So I saw my wife's bra lying on the ground. I said, oh, fuck, the hook. Mm. Let's make a cocker that opens and closes with a hook. Women don't put on bras over their head. It's a bras a ring. It opens and closes. Let's make a cock ring with a hook because that way it's easy on, easy off. It's safe. It could be worn for hours. And then it occurred to me about oh back in february january february this year i thought why don't we make cochrane that's going to make the male orgasm more intense
0: mm.
1: because women have vibrators and vibrators are kind of so-so for guys and now we have these strokers that suck There's like something right. to beat someone with they're not they're right. improving <laughs> on 10 fingers so i thought how can we make the male orgasm more powerful well we need to drop the ejaculation so we came out with a product called the max pr we just launched this about a month ago we sold almost a thousand them it's a tighter ring than our regular ring. Um, and that's pleasure enhancing. But it was designed to put, to increase the ejaculatory phase by 50%. So we kind of joke, and the when we're talking to doctors especially, because it really is it appropriate emphasis today about studying, if you're doing medical research, studying multiple ethnicities, races, etc. Right. But I happen to live in Bozeman, Montana. and Everyone here is white. So right. <laughs> I, I I rounded up to, uh, you know twelve guys var- ranging the age from twenty seven to, to seventy. I was the oldest person. I said I want to I want to come up. I want to remix our material. our Elastomer to put the right amount of pressure over the urethra so that everyone in this group has their uh, ejaculatory phase increased by at least fifty percent. So my mine goes from four seconds to seven seconds. Uh, that's a really fucking intense orgasm. Uh, and you know my wife was, who's here in the room would affirm that she's let our kids no little longer in the house because I'm I'm vocal now I never really have a vocal on <laughs> my life so uh, no one I don't know any I, I mean I'm very you know I'm I know lots of leaders in the, in the sex toy industry no one is thinking about cock rings that will intensify the orgasm they just want they just want to sustain sustain the erection right so the other advantage of this is the other interesting thing that we've studied is what will keep a man harder after he comes? Mm, mm-hmm. Because it's comfortably harder. Because the problem with those cock rings that suck is you want to, you know, the male mindset is come and done. You want things off, you know, you know, right away. Um, but if a man is hard, gay or straight, after he comes comfortably, well, you can thrust. You're thrusting. It's still pleasurable, and something that can't be quantified. It's more intimate. It's more romantic. Um, mm. So my attitude after coming used to be. Uh, who texted me while we are fucking, or let's get a drink, or let's just go to bed. Now, we're in bed, we're talking, it's more intimate. It's, it's been very interesting. But the data, the, we can gather data during sex as well, too. We can measure, the, the cock was is designed to be comfortable and to enhance pleasure, but we can also measure the duration and firmness of all erections. So utilizing that data, men can assess the impact of diseases, diabetes, hypertension, atherosclerosis, uh a lot of the problems will too. Medications, the big cock killers are the SSRI antidepressants and Mm antihypertensives, recreational drugs, alcohol, relationships upon their sexual performance uh, with data. If you have data,
0: you you can can track. Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. You know, this is really interesting to me because I fit right into your mold. I'm a guy that's a two-time stroke survivor. I, I'm diabetic, but it's starting to reverse. So that's a good thing, you know, and we're starting to get those numbers down. And and I've noticed when So, you know, as those numbers that come down, my sexual energy is picked back up. My erections stay harder longer. Um, I've actually been experiencing some nocturnal, you know, hard ons, which I hadn't in a while. And even my ejaculations are much better, but it's because we're paying attention to the data. I'm doing what I need to do on that end. I literally just had a loop recorder inserted into my chest because we're trying to figure out what's causing all this stuff, right? We're trying, they've done everything else. They're like, okay, well, we're going to do a loop recorder on the heart. Let's watch that for the next three years. See if we can see some AFib activity. I'm all for do whatever it takes to figure this out. Now, as a gay man, I also know my gay men, they're like, just put a cock ring on it and go. Well, that's only going to sustain you in the moment it's not gonna help you in the long run. And then I you know, I have a lot of good gay friends who wear cock rings like constantly. I'm like, you don't really realize that maybe that's part of the problem too, boys. If you're holding that thing on all the time, you yeah. may be hurting yourself more than helping yourself right now. So I see you have three different versions of this. So I'm curious about all of that because I know there's the firm tech ring, there's the firm tech max, and then there's the firm tech performance ring. So I know the sure. one has the ability to like it, it taps in, it collects the data and all that sort of stuff to so kind of walk us through that, because I can guarantee you got my guys are going to be listening and some are going to go. Oh, I need to go see this thing. I need to understand this thing.
1: Well, one of the great things
0: about discussing this issue with gay
1: men is, is they're so much smart about this than straight guys. So one of the, you know, one of the jokes we have at, at doctor shows is how do you tell the difference between a gay doctor and a straight doctor? You ask one question. Do you use a cock ring? straight doctor male pride it's like superman kryptonite oh i don't need that gay doctor uh, uh yeah like last night you got a more comfortable one you got a better one so okay. uh the we have we have three rings the, the first ring is the performance ring which was just which was just designed to be a superb cock ring. uh it can be it's, it's one size fits all it can be adjusted with a tw- if you want tidy you can adjust with a twist if you want looser you can you can move it through the loop. Are we on video? I can show it. Uh, we're,
0: we're on video, but they're not going to see that. We're all working on oh, okay.
1: audio.
0: So oh, no worries then. That's fine. Uh, but they're and, gonna they're gonna be directed to your website. I can already tell you that right. they're gonna, yeah, the other, they're gonna be pushed there.
1: The other non-technical ring is the Max PR, which the one I was specifically designed to intensify the male orgasm. The performance ring could be worn for hours and hours. We have the only ring that's been demonstrated to be safe to be worn for hours without without harming people. And there's going to be a paper presented at the American Urology Association by Dr. Winter showing, pulling from our data set, 600 men who've worn the ring more than more than once, more than four hours, with not, not a complaint, you know, no side effects, no worries about priapism, no, no going to the emergency room because that piece of wood or metal or, or leather right, you put right. on your dick and now, you know is, is, is now a problem. Uh the, the the maximum performance ring was designed to enhance the ejaculation. It is tighter. Um for me, it gets uncomfortable around 75 minutes. We don't think it should be worn for more than 90 minutes. Hmm. Uh, yeah. The other rings can all be tightened to be as tight as the maximum performance ring. But God, people are lazy. They just want a solution. I don't want to, but they don't want to fidget with things, especially while they're fucking. Right, exactly. So the, the, the tech ring is why I got involved in the business. The tech ring has, is Bluetooth enabled. It has an app. It's on the cloud. Uh, it's, it's cyber secure. Um, and that that gives you the data. It's a great ring for sex. It's a, it, There's a little bit more of a... The, it has a bit more of a have if you, if you, an insert in it because we have to have battery, okay, and blue chip, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, computer, you know, you know, computer chip, et cetera, in, in it. Um, we hardly have anyone ever complain that it's uncomfortable. Uh, it might, you know, reality is it's gonna, it's going to shorten your thrust probably by by a centimeter. I mean, right. if that's really going to make a difference. Um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you got to be really, got to be really small. <laughs> losing a centimeter is is, is is a problem for you, uh, and. And with that data, you can wear it overnight and get count the number of nocturnal reactions, which is really valuable. I and mean, it could have predicted your stroke in advance.
0: Mm, your mm-hmm. stroke
1: could have been prevented if you would I make I just pretend you went from four nocturnal reactions down to two before yep. you had your stroke and then you got then you went to your doctor. so I think there's a problem going on. Okay. Uh, and we have had men, two men at least, uh, I don't know, well, one so thousand people sold thousand products, actually report back to me that they got a cardiac evaluation because they had a problem and they and because they're worried. And they turned out to have a problem we have men who are who are bodybuilders who are, who to have taken too much testosterone and steroids whose dicks are dead uh right. and then hey it, then it gets dramatic it's like hey I'm, I'm 26 years old and i look like i could i can i am look like a killer i look great on the outside but i can't get it hard or i can only mm-hmm. or my records are weak. and they these guys have you know gotten off the medications you know etc right. et so the data is really really valuable and if you wear it during sex you can then measure you can, you can do fun things like I can actually, I can see the impact of alcohol upon my erections. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, if I have, if I have uh, three or more cocktails, you know, I just watch my firmness, you know, right, fade right, fade, exactly, you know, fade away. Uh, I can also measure, I can prove to myself, uh, you know, the impact of rec- recreational drugs of that nature. But more valuable, just for myself alone, I got off a blood pressure medication that was interfering with my erections. I mean, I try to have sex five, six times a week. Mm. Um, I, I you know, as a doctor, you know, we doctors are assholes. We don't warn people about the side effects of the medications, and we right. should. Sex yeah. is really important. And we don't make any recommendations about sex, which is stupid because it's so important to people's mental health and f- overall physical well-being. And it is a use it or lose it thing. So we make it is
0: an interesting thing to think through. And again, I'm coming from my own personal experience. Of uh, you know, I'm you know i've gone the full gamut i'm i've been on well now i'm on blood thinners because of you know the hard stuff and all this sort of stuff but i i did ask my doctor i'm like okay you've got me on cholesterol you got me on you know metformin for diabetes you got this blah, blah, blah. i said what of these could be causing the problems with the erections and losing arousal and all that so he goes well any of them could he goes the combinations <laughs> and everything could. i'm like OK, well, thank you for making me ask that <laughs> question before you told me this. Right. And I love him. He's a great guy. He's, he's actually one a doctor that probably the first doctor I can actually say I really like and trust in many, many years. But he ha- and, you know, he knows I'm a gay guy. He actually had the foresight to say, OK, but let me ask you this. What are you doing during sex that may be causing the erections not to work? And he went there. He goes, Are you wearing a cock ring when you have sex? I said, No. He goes, Okay, well, because my next question would have been, How tight do you have that thing? He goes, All of these things that we think, and again, back to my gay brothers, I love them to death. But sometimes I'm like, Man, you got this thing cinched on so hard because you think, Oh wow, it's pushing my balls out and it's making my I'm like, oh. okay, but what is that doing to you? So here's a question I want, have for you. You don't want to choke your dick off. So I'll be that's, that's why. Right. We just-
1: we designed a ring that could be put on when you're flaccid,
0: but go ahead. Well, right. That's where I'm going with this, because as I've looked through your website and everything, I'm like, okay, first of all, I hate cock rings. I I've tried them a few times. I've tried every kind. I've tried metal ones. I've tried rubber ones. I hate the silicone ones. Cause I just, I just don't. I'm a fairly decent size endowment, but when I'm flaccid and everything's the way it should be and relaxed, I have some pretty big balls. And that is one of the hardest things with a Cochrane. What I'm noticing is the way yours seems to attach, you actually can kind of feed your balls right through it. And you it doesn't, it. Yeah. and it, this is a totally it's, different design.
1: This is totally different design. You drop your balls in and, and you wrap it around. Exactly. Uh, that way, it's a double Cochrane. Yep. I, mean, I I got I mean, the idea. For the, I like to you know you you, you probably might, maybe you try the ox balls Cochrane and I and they're kind of cool looking. They're uncomfortable though. They're fucking uncomfortable, yes. but but they have a nice design and they are effective. But you want it, after you come, you want it off, you want it off right away because of that cringe factor. I got oh now it hurts uh-huh. because you know guys, but a guy with a heart on, he'll keep thrusting. You could probably you yeah. probably stab that guy in the back. Exactly. While he's fucking. <laughs> Sorry about my phone going off. And he that's and he okay. just keep on. Because that's who we are. Uh. Well, and I can
0: tell, and I I haven't seen one in person yet. I will be because I, when this is done, I'm gonna like okay, I'm gonna get one of these. But what I can tell by just looking at the pictures is it looks comfortable, it looks pliable. I mean, and again, guys, I'm looking at this as we're talking. I'm watching the videos and stuff, and looking at. Well, I did this before, but I'm just, I'm always interested in this stuff. I would much rather feel free. Okay, yes, we're putting something on to enhance something, but. I'm also a little more adventuresome. So, Hey, let's do something. I also just want to have really good sex. Even if I'm just going to masturbate, I want to have really good sex, you know? And there are times that, you know, I've been, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, I'm 60. And there's just times like, okay, I'm kind of done. And that didn't get off, which getting off isn't always the end all be all, but there's just interesting things that you observe these things in yourself. And then suddenly as a guy, and especially as a gay man, you, okay, it's all done. I'm over. Put me out the pasture, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> not necessarily true, guys. Not necessarily true. It's these sort of things. That, and this is one of the main reasons I wanted to bring Elliot onto the show was because, yes, this is a conversation that can have with any guy. But for us gay men who are so locked up, again, I'm generalizing, but for the majority of them, we're so locked up in the sex, sex, sex as, as a driver in our community, you're not dead. In fact, I did a comedy routine not long ago. And I said, I may be 60, but I'm not dead. You know, that's just the way it is. So
1: I love this. Well, I, want, I, right? I, I, want, I want you to have, feel the same way when you're 70. I mean, I, well, yeah, exactly. I, I'm 70. Uh, my refractory period is about 12 hours now. I'm just as hard as I was when I was young. Uh, frankly, if you want to kind of joke, I joke about it with, with, with people on my team. If I had the sexuality that I had when I was, you know, 18, I couldn't accomplish anything because I'd just be jerking off all the time or, or right. looking for sex. So, you know, it really wasn't until I was in my 40s and you know, and and had a, and it could only come like three times a day that I could actually really start, really start to do to accomplish things. But I want to keep on, I'd like to have sex for the next decade. Exactly. Uh, so I I need data yep. to help me sustain my health. And I need performance-enhancing AIDS like a cock ring that's comfortable, makes my orgasm more powerful. And can be and can be worn for long period time those hard cock could can be worn 15 20 minutes like i want to have sex a great orgasm for me is is 30 45 minutes uh exactly. maybe even an hour i want to yep. take myself to the edge again and again and again and a cock ring helps with that you don't lose the you know you don't you don't lo- you don't lose the erection right i also we talked about the balls before though balls are in a rock you know they're in a roger's zone how can we, exactly. increase sensitivity? If we put a ring comfortable ring around the top of the balls again we don't want to choke them up we don't want to do balls turn right. blue but if you increase the the, the venus if you constrain the venous return you put more blood in more blood in the more sensitive
0: uh and that's obviously you know more, you know more pleasurable absolutely absolutely and i think that's the thing is most people in fact this is an interesting thing so we were my husband and i were recently on a cruise all gay cruise and um I woke up in the middle of the night on the ship. It wasn't one of the first times I've had a really good night's sleep because you're just on the water. And, you know, I was concerned like, oh, you know, I've been on cruises many, many times, but am I really going to sleep? Well, this particular cruise, we were at sea for seven days. So you don't have much else to fucking do, but stare at the water and go, okay, here we go, right? I woke up in the middle of the night about day three into the trip with the biggest erection I've had in years. Nice. And I... I, I figured out a lot of it. Number one, it was a different environment. Number two, I'm not in my own bed, which usually that's something that can cause guys don't get that too. It's like when you're sleeping, not in your own bed, sometimes that can be why you can't get the right kind of erections. Not things aren't stacking up. Right. But I also realized, wow, I'm in the middle of the ocean and I have nothing better to do than to like chill the fuck out, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And I thought, I think this is a lot of it. Right. Because I'm like, I'm not, and we we drink and enjoy, but definitely being diabetic and all this stuff, I I just, I'm not as much of a drinker as I used to be. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think it's because I'm not drinking as much. I'm relaxed. I'm chill. We're just like, we're re, we were reconnecting as a couple in a way that we haven't done in a while. I think that that's what produced so much of it. So
1: you mentioned a cruise. How about next time you're going to cruise, you bring some tech rings, I'll give them to you, and you have a leaderboard.
0: Mm. That would be very who, fun. Well, you know, the
1: most, who spends the most time erect while exactly, on a
0: exactly. Well, you know, it's interesting because also we they had a tantric practitioner on on board who did a whole tantric series of workshops while we were at sea. Obviously, that arousal and and stepping deep into, it, and I've done tantric work before, but I'm like, when was the last time I really thought about this stuff? The thing is, mm-hmm. guys, you're thinking about the wrong things sometimes. Oh, my dick's not working anymore. So then you're stuck. Well, let's go watch some porn. Okay, that can possibly help, but that's not going to do all of it. And they're like, well, then something's wrong with my partner. Something. The thing is, is don't get stuck in the norms of what you think is wrong. Go be willing, like today, listening to this and be willing to go look at other things. Explore what could be some alternatives that can actually bring you pleasure in a way you may have never thought of before.
1: Well, a good cock ring is a solution for performance anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So once once we get that negative loop about yes, I, I'm I just I'm, I'm not going to be able to come tonight. I'm not going to stay in erection tonight, or I'm mad at this person, or I, I have I had too much to drink, or whatever, whatever the negative th- thoughts are in your head. If you start to get an erection and get you know, if you put a, a, an effective ring on it, you don't lose it. So mm-hmm. I mean I. Um, one of the complaints that men have about women that I'll share on the show that gay guys probably don't, might not know about, because my gay friends don't laugh about this when I tell them about this, is women in the middle of approaching orgasm can suddenly start talking about all sorts of random shit. I mean, by uh, – not random, not random, but it's like yeah. some fight to have with the kids, fight, something going on at work. And just uh, like two weeks ago, my wife started talking about redesign a redesign idea for a bedroom. By the way, a really good <laughs> idea, but – in the middle of the night, right? Now, ordinarily, my my reaction to that would have been, "What the fuck? Game over! I'm angry at you. How can you start talking about this? uh You can't. You can't, you can't compartmentalize that special for like five or ten minutes. But with a ring on, totally different, totally different mindset. Hey, mm-hmm. you want to talk about this? By the way, it's a really good idea. You want to talk about this for five ten minutes? I'm, I'm still gonna have an erection. When we first came up with it, the the, the form, the soft material uh it was, in, it was a year ago february the montana it was my wife remembered that she left the garage door open in the middle of sex well <laughs> being, a, being a good husband is like my she's not gonna jump out of bed and get the garage get the garage door it's my job to do that so i get right. i get up to get the garage door i have the ring on i come back upstairs i'm still a wreck and ordinarily that would have been another what the fuck moment i'm exactly. pissed off I'm not gonna have sex night both are gonna go to bed grumpy because i'm irritated and you're, you're you're gonna be unsatisfied instead oh i'm now like a 25 year old guy with an erection oh i'm hey let's let's get back
0: to it but elliot don't you think too and i love that story because this is part of what happens in our own minds but also when we get distracted then we know everything can like okay go away right but in that moment the worst thing i think for men i can't speak to women even though i was married to a woman for 13 years I do get some of this, but I think the other thing that happens is as soon as that distraction happens, us guys go to the worst common denominator. Okay, it's over. It's done. Here we go. You know, a guy that I happened to have sex with, I don't know, 10 years ago or so was probably the smallest endowed guy I ever had sex with. And I thought, okay, this isn't going to go well. Right. Not that I'm a big old bottom and need a big dick. It's like, hey, I I enjoy a nice penis. That's just the way it is. Right. He was so cool because he stripped down, he had a great body. Everything else was like, oh my gosh, just beautiful. You know, everything was working. And then suddenly the pants come down like, wow. He goes, don't worry. That little thing is going to rock your world. And suddenly that was kind of like, Wow, that was a huge pattern interrupt, right? Sure. Because in my own head, I'm suddenly like, this isn't going to go the way it is. It was one of the most pleasurable sexual experiences I think I've ever had because the guy was a very confident, he knew what he had to work with, he worked it very well, and he was not afraid to say, Let's talk about what's bugging you. While trying to continue to be pleasurable. And I think this is the thing. When we check out on these things, like suddenly the dick's limp. Okay, it's over with. Hurry, grab Viagra. Well, that whole thing of grab Viagra, go. Then you're up in your freaking head, right? You know, and I think what you're providing here, and some would say, well, Rick, it's not any different because now you're going to tell me to strap on some thing. Well, I think what Elliot's just proven is you can put this thing on and you're going to be ready. It's going to, you know it's a confidence confidence builder builder. right it's a confidence builder i mean there's nothing that i find sexier than a guy who's rocking a nice cock and it doesn't have to be humongous but there's something about when everything gets pulled into place and everything There's just and then of course obviously as soon as there's an erection and i've talked to girlfriends about this they're like yeah i don't need a guy to be huge but if it's a nice erect cock bring it on on. game on That's all they really want. Obviously, they want the guy to be able to pleasure them in other ways, too. But, you know, it's not just about pound them. I always say this to my gay guys. Like, you want to know why you're having crappy sex? Because all you think you got to do is pound a piece of ass. That's why you're having crappy sex. You're not letting everything else unfold, you know? Yeah. Well,
1: that's that's a... People get... There's a lot of stupid ideas people get from porn. Uh, Yes. You know, I straight or gay. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just... Oh, it is. You know, it's, been, it's crazy. It's been interesting because I, you know, uh, my customers, I call them patients because I'm a doctor, but they're really customers. But I've heard um, from so many, I, you know, I've, heard, I, I've learned a lot about what people are actually doing, gay mm-hmm. and straight, from, talk, from talking to people and what their anxieties are and what you, know, what, you know, what their issues are. And uh, they're not, you know, it, 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 as a doctor... Right now, there are these subjective scoring systems called Shim or Adam or Eyelet that are used to evaluate men with men with ED. We're going to replace this with objective data. And that's my goal next year is to forget mm-hmm. about those subjective stuff. We want to make male sexual performance objective. Yep. But those those um surveys, whether they're being taken by a gay man or a straight man, they focus on penetration. Well, a lot of the mm-hmm. fucking sex that's going on between people. It's not matter of fact, well, if you're talking to people over the age of forty or forty, certainly, it's not about pounding uh mm-hmm. man it's 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 there's oral sex, mutual masturbation there's it, there's uh role play there's just there's so much more going on and the and and the doctors really need to and the and the healthcare providers really need to op- open their own minds about what Absolutely. people are actually doing in
0: order to address their problems yeah it's so funny because I mean okay, I'm a sexual guy, I'm a sexual being so I on X Twitter even though I can't stand Twitter much anymore. You know, I've, I will, will look at some good looking guys, naked men, porn and stuff. Mocking. I said to my husband the other day, I said, I'm so tired of my Twitter feed just being pound, 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 pound. I'm like, where's the guy that's like just seducing somebody? Like it has nothing to do with the penetration. So of course, you where know, we're the, our, where, where our, where the guys, our, guys making, Where are the guys making out together. Exactly. That's you the know, stuff how, that like, yeah. you know, turns me on. And one of my good friends, his name is Dr. Joe Court. He's one of the preeminent sexologists in the country for, you know, for for most people, but he's definitely made a name for himself in the LGBTQ space. And he's kind of the guy who coined the term side. And I I love talking to people like, I'm totally a side. I don't need penetration. This is what I enjoy. Because guess what? When you can have, and you said it just a second ago, when you can have the conversations, that's when things happen. When you can talk about, this is what I like. I'm 60 freaking years old now. I came out at 36, man. When I came out at 36, I'm like, let's just fuck. Let's make it happen, right? Now I'm more like, let's make love. Let's just, hey, here's what turns me on. You play with those nipples. You suck my balls. I'm going to be just fine. I don't have to have my dick somewhere else. And I think that's the thing that as we all age, and especially here we go back to all men, nobody ever taught us how to talk realistically and properly about sex. Oh, just go get her. Go get her later, da, da, da. right? No, we need to have real conversations about, you know what, what would really turn me on is my dick was just really hard and you just played with it until I just came. That's all I want. Exactly. Well, suddenly you're yeah. telling your partner what you really desire. You know, I remember the conversations when I was married to my wife and she's like, just play with my clit. Just play with my clit. That's all I want. That was a big lesson for me. It probably served me well as a gay man. (laughs) Sure. Okay. There's other things. There's other erogenous zones you learn to play with to really bring somebody sexual pleasure and enhancement. So, but um, I love this man. This is, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people on my podcast about men's sexual health and stuff. I think you can sense it in my voice. This one actually has me excited and turned on. I'm like, this is something that, just looking at it, I mean, I'm literally watching the whole video over and over again as we're talking through this because I can see the pliability. I can see, I, I can just imagine it's softer, it's easy to put on. It's something that I can't wait to give it a shot, man, and see what happens, especially being a guy who's got the stuff I got going on. I'm like, not that I'm dead again, guys, I'm 60, I ain't dead, but, but there's definitely you want some to know your, changes. But, Chris, you want to know your baseline. Because-
1: I do. That because you have heart disease and you're diabetic. And if you establish a baseline of duration of firmness during sex and catching nocturnals, you're going to want this information. I will talk about myself. I follow, you know, if I'm mean, not getting my data frequently because I'm involved with a company, but if I a man my age, I would I would do this once a week. I track my data. Heck, why not track your data? It's gonna make it's gonna make your you're masturbating or having sex with your partner, you know, more pleasurable anyway. You track your data, you have a baseline, and you can and you can see if you see deviations. I want, I would want to know, I, Like, yep. you know, I, I have four nocturnal erections per night. If it went to two, I don't want to have a stroke. I don't have a heart attack. Right. I, exactly. I, I, exactly. I want to find out what's
0: going on. Right. Exactly. And it's just another piece of me monitoring my health. My God, if I'm going to wear a loop recorder, that's inserted in my heart, I'm not afraid to try other stuff either. It's like, I want to know. I don't want to. Okay. Yes. I know at any time, any one of us could kick off, but Hey, whatever I can do to have more information, the better off I'm going to be. That's the way I look at this. And if I get the pleasure of strapping on a firm tech, you know, ring onto my cock and, and going, Oh, that actually feels really good. Hey, I get to we, have we great d- pleasure and I get to like, figure out some stuff as well. So.
1: We do have, we do have some, some, some gay guys who wear it to gym. Cause yeah. it, it will, it will make, but it's not, it's not gonna make it huge, but it is going to elevate them, no. you know, the, the balls a bit, but I don't really recommend well, it. I- you
0: know, it's funny because I, <laughs> And I know a lot of my gay men would say this, but a lot of times that's the only reason they want to wear a fucking cock ring. They just want to look good in the gym, you know. And then it's like it's kind of like, okay, you're gonna wear the the you know the underwear with the butt pads, okay. But then what happens when you take them off? <laughs> yeah, the real you is there, buddy. So come yeah. on. But uh, no, I see this more as I I in, in you know enhancing my pleasure, understanding what's going on, and just like hey, maybe. Maybe something will help me improve in addition to everything else that I'm improving. So uh, I love it, man. I I literally love it. Well, okay, our our data indicates
1: that if you want, a man with ED or the ID wants to have a better orgasm, put a ring on it. Of course, but put a, put a ring on it and take and take a medication, Take the Dalafil or or, or Viagra. Uh, so we did we did a study of detumescence, which is of time it takes for an erection to go down. That, that's a reflection of how. How, how how much blood is retained in the penis. And erection goes down 35 to 45 seconds with nothing. With the Dallas fill it goes down about two minutes. With our ring, it goes down about four minutes. With both together it goes down about five and a half to six minutes. That's a better experience. And that, so if I recommend something to you or to you and to your listeners, this is what the data shows. Put a ring on it, a comfortable ring, take a take a pill, have a great have, have a great time. It's confidence builder. To, you know, and and, and
0: uh and have sex frequently exactly. Well, I agree. have sex frequently. I, I see so many people who have walked away from that space and then I see people in their 70s, 80s and so on still having sex and they're they're happy. they're enjoying they're full of life, you know and you know we could go into all that like people's perceptions of oh, I'm at a certain age so that doesn't happen anymore our our our, our happiest customers are people in their 70s, I'm sure. Uh, sure. There
1: are a lot of people out there, straight and gay, still fucking in their 70s, and they, in and our type of both our data and our performance enhancement is you know is really important, to them,
0: especially men with prostate problems. I didn't really thought yeah. about that when I got involved in this. Wow, well, this is amazing information, Elliot. And for everybody who wants to learn about it, it's Firm Tech. MyFirmTech.com is where you can see everything. Uh, we'll have all the links on the website to this. Um, I, I wish we're recording this before Christmas. I wish I had a way to like let's just release this one sooner. I may decide to do that if I can find a spot to great. drop it in. I would drop it in because I think this could make a really cool Christmas show, and um, we may well, just I, drop I, that in. I have a promo code too, Rick. So if oh, you awesome, say Rick.
1: I, I know Elliot. I know K N O W Elliot E L L I O T. It's only one T. Go to go to Put in the promo code, I know Elliot, and you get a 20% discount. Cool. That's awesome.
0: So it's I know Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T? T. T. One T. One T. Okay. All right. That's the promo code, guys. Let's make it happen. So um, very cool, man. So appreciate you being here. Thanks for being here. And guys, go get your heart on no pun intended. Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) Thanks. Bye-bye. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk where the conversations continue.